Did you guys see that fucking Josh Peck from Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh is in Oppenheimer? No. Like as a major character? <laughs> Does he play the bomb? Yeah, he's the bomb. He's a little man. They work, yeah, no, little boy. Little boy. Yeah, he's he's a little boy, and they work a lot on him, and he, he makes all the sounds for when they turn the wrenches and stuff. Wait, now are you talking about Michael Winslow, or are you talking about... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a combo This feels in poor taste, doesn't it? Josh Peck does the mocap for little boy. And, and then, then Michael Winslow, Winslow as the bomb. The sound effects. As... <laughs> when the bomb, a little known fact about Oppenheimer is that when that mushroom cloud goes, that's Michael Winslow doing the doing the voice. <laughs> He's so versatile. Oh, uh, incredibly, man. again, incredibly poor taste, but yeah, what, but... A, what a tour de force. All right, ladies and get this one. Are you ready? Yeah. Germs. Germs. (laughs) (laughs) It's Saturday morning Tuesday. It's an adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And we're down at the beach before sunup digging for clams here here in the in the sand. Okay, so the, the germs clan thing is was, digging clams. Was unconnected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was just the that was just the energy in the room that was you right. Know, was, okay, we've sure. got ladies and we've got like a couple germs in here. Am I right? Yeah, fellas? we do. I mean, yeah. yeah. If we haven't washed our hands, yeah. Let me find you some germs. I don't have to look very far. They're on me, baby. Um, I. I, I, I want to know what possessed me to get up this early to get to the, the clams, baby. The clams. Yeah, the clams. For, for seafood that you famously, uh, you famously Dirty adore. seafood. <laughs> I do love it. I do love it. In this episode, I love seafood. And I love Ooh. eating clams. They, What's your favorite part about eating clams? <laughs> I love opening it up. Um, it because it blasts you in the eye. Blasts you right in the yeah. face. A food I like to imagine... Back. I like to imagine the clam is kind of like a mouth, and I'm opening it in preparation Ooh. for kissing it and kissing the meat out of it. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Yeah. That is that is the fashion. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite part of the clam? It's the butter. It's the butter and the garlic. You idiot. <laughs> oh, so it's not actually. You don't actually like the clam. You like what you put on the clam. You know, it's the clam. The clam becomes a vessel for butter and garlic. Mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. I do like kissing it. Yes, got him, <laughs> Rory. Um, I I like a, I like a steamed clam, uh, where uh, it, it, you know the lips of the clam <laughs> open ever so softly. <laughs> and you kiss the inner clam. <laughs> you kiss the inner lips of the clam. <laughs> Why was Rory's Sucker. version so much worse? <laughs> He said the same things we said. It just, God, it just was, ba- it was so bad. Uh, it's different uh, when you believe it. <laughs> Clap your hands if you believe. Because I eat clams and Andy doesn't. He can't sell it. No, I can't. I can't. 
but I almost got there with your uh, with your sort of spoken <laughs> you word almost poetry. Got there. <laughs> your erotic poetry, <laughs> erotic seafood poetry. My clam fic. <laughs> Uh, boy, I love clams so much I could have a second helping. Oh, could you? We're here. We're here getting seconds this week in our in our arc, our series of going back and looking at some shows we only got usually just like literally one episode of. Maybe we were a titillated couple. by titillated it was only by dalliance. Yeah, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Some some we knew would be hot stinky garbage, but it was a hot stink we could we could get with. Yeah, we uh, only got one little, really liked. one little one little peck off of their clam lip, Ew. and and Is we're, that what we want to go back like in all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> want to go back in there and really find out what it's like. Um, yeah. So what? What we we we've already we've already sort of done a little bit of this, but we for me actually one of these helpings today is a first helping. Oh, that's um, right. Andy missed our Christmas episode a couple years ago. Yeah, um, when me and Austin watched Superbook, the anime about Jesus and a little boy <laughs> named Christopher Peepers <laughs> and his robot Gizmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, well, uh, so I we... would say yeah. I mean, we did that. I guess yeah. We'll go. We'll go more into the show. I think in the segment, but uh-huh. uh huh. We we were. I don't know. We were charmed by it. What can I say? There's something. There's something very, it's very such charming. Such a chaotic bomb to throw into Bible stories is uh-huh. Christopher Reapers in a time traveling robot. Sir, did you just call him Christopher Reapers? That's <laughs> the Peepers. Think. <laughs> Christopher yeah. Reaper. Yeah. And then he is uh, kind of some sort of Holy Ghost. He can travel through time and, and interact with Bible stories. Yeah. Yeah, the power in his hand to <laughs> potentially alter Christian history um, wow. is is astonishing. Yeah, it's come a long way. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do we have? We watched another episode of Men in Black. So we only, uh, I, I believe, watched Men in Black t- during the, the the context of our Mummy arc, and That's watched right. a Mummy episode of Men in Black way back when. Uh, and now we're diving into uh, a different one, just to, to because because Men in Black, I feel like has... I remember really liking it as a kid. And the episode we yeah. watched a little while ago wasn't awful. It was fine, right? It was a yeah, it was fine. Episode. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I wanted to. I, I for sure wanted to get a, a another another little another little look see into Men in Black because I honestly like really i did remember really liking the cartoon and i loved that movie i was a i was a very oh, unabashed me too. Fan. we're the same age and like yeah uh, that might have been like the first pg-13 movie i saw in the movie theater. it's definitely <laughs> up there for me as well I think. Yeah. yeah yeah like it hit in what 97 98 and it was just yeah. like the right time for us yeah so yeah. good yeah uh god 97 it really was it wasn't even 10 oh it was perfect what a perfect time what a blissful time! <laughs> uh, so those are the two that we're we're revisiting today. It is it is Superbook and Men in Black, and uh, and I'm very I'm very excited. I'm, I'm yeah. Very I excited. guess I'm wondering before before uh, we go, um, do we have like a like a target we're shooting for with these? Like, are we analyzing to try to see if we like do want to see more? I think that's Maybe. definitely in the mix. Um, some of them I think we knew, like. Superbook is a show that I can do. 
I can do a bit of every once in a while. I don't really want to see any more specifically because it's Bible stories, but it is always interesting <laughs> to see what Christopher Peeper and Gizmo sort of throw in the mix. Yeah, well, let's let's save our thoughts, uh, our full thoughts on for the. Uh, I guess yeah, that's fair. I just, all I was we... getting at was like I know I don't want to watch a ton of Superbook, but every once in a while, <laughs> yeah. a little bit's a, a little bit's nice. I think yeah. yeah, I think I think the best case scenario for this arc, this second helpings arc, is that we find something that we do want to watch a little more of. But at the very least, I think these are more like like a like a second chance. Like was our first initial. Mm-hmm feeling accurate yeah, did we, we watch get, yeah. a little more did we get a reasonable first impression who knows yeah um, and so i think we did a super book so why don't we jump in <laughs> let's dive right in uh no we changed it guys you do, nobody remembers this oh let's what? bob forward <laughs> <laughs> no we're supposed to keep that continuity you're supposed to reset when i open the book you know i didn't know what i was gonna find I saw the flash of light just before now. Oh, what a beautiful sight. Then I was flying. I was flying. Oh, super book. I was afraid to look. Super book. Oh, super book. Well, everybody, uh, you just heard probably the best part of Superbook. Uh, God, that incredible, s- easy listening jam. Such a like Loggins or Doobie energy that I, I yeah, just there's, Yeah, up. there's a real like Loggins Michael and McDonald, Messina, yeah. Almond Brothers. I don't know. There's something Almond like, Brothers is not, <laughs> not quite, but it, it is. Um, yeah, it's very groovy. It's very, it's very like late 70s. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and somebody groove. had fun with it because like it starts and you're like, oh man, I can, I can get with this. And then it gets into kind of like a bridge section with like some funky mode mixture and synths. And I'm like, uh-huh. who's, who's doing a demo of their, their, their solo album on this Superbook theme? <laughs> yeah. They're Christian. They're like Christian solo. <laughs> album that, yeah. They're prog <laughs> Christian album. Um, uh. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bop. Um, there's also an ending theme, which I'll, I'll, I want to make sure that we, mm, we drop yes. as well. That's yeah. also pretty exciting. The light begins a journey that leads to places far and wide so high. You just won't believe your eyes. You can't find out how the moon and ocean came to be. Okay, we're back with Superbook. We're back with the um, 1981, I think, uh, Christian anime. Yes, yes. That was, I, I'm trying to figure out, I, I don't know if I was able to figure out if it was made whole cloth in Japan and then they they did like an English like a Robotech English adaptation no, they, for it or they they worked in conjunction with the Christian Broadcasting Network in the United States. Okay. So it there was there was partnership across the across the ocean. Yeah, and then what what studio was it TMS? Uh no uh yeah. Well, Tatsunoko. It was Tatsunoko. Tatsunoko Productions. Yes, it was yeah. Tatsunoko. Um it's I don't know the we came back to it because uh, that Christmas episode 
we had two we had two versions of the right. Christmas story. We had the very flat beginner's Bible, um, <laughs> which was sort of like a very bland Looney Tunes. I mean, because it had like a very I don't know like a it was, it was fridge they were, like a like a greeting card cartoon style. Yeah, right? they were trying just, to like, punch very, it up a little bit, but in a pretty unimpressed like a pretty annoying way. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a fun youth pastor, right? Yeah, Who's like mm. can only be so cool. And then Jesus um, said, "What's up, kids?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then by contrast, beginner or, or a super book was like just buck wild. It was like sending children back in time with their robot, and they're like, you know, running around looking at the baby and and making. <laughs> charming you know it like had that old speed racer vocal quality uh-huh. to it uh yeah i don't know just uh just unique very unique and, well, and so and uh, i i'm coming in this fresh right so like i don't even i don't know any setup that exists so all i know is that when he goes back in time now there's a robot and i'm not trying to question that but it is fun that there's a robot in jerusalem and no one's freaking <laughs> no one no one talks about gizmo uh, <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> the the most intriguing thing about this show to me, and Andy, I don't know uh, how much you picked up on it because it's it's brisk in this episode. The home, the home life of Christopher Peepers. Yes, um, yeah. But I have more questions than answers. Yes, I. Th- if you if you would watch that first episode, there's a strange sort of mystery around where has this boy's mother gone, and yeah, I feel like, like the it. dad killed her at this point <laughs> it's very it's very he's very uh, he's very kind of like aloof and unhelpful in finding finding the boy's mother he, yeah he's like dad where's mom mm, she's somewhere i guess <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah dad, he doesn't what seem to care about? it's unclear if like i because i imagine if we watched like a whole season of this we would have a much more clear state of like his home life a little more. Mm-hmm. There might be a little mm-hmm. bit of continuity to it or something. Uh, but but I don't know if his dad like... is like not Christian and it's supposed to be like an allegory or it's supposed to be like an, a demonstration of someone who is like doesn't believe. And mm. so like, oh, this is what the secular people are like. They're they're uncaring, like your distant father. Like I, think they, scientist I think they dad. established he was a scientist. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's an archaeologist, according to the uh, the Wikipedia page. Yeah. What, so. what, what does he do when he digs up dinosaur bones? How do they explain yeah. that? Huh? <laughs> um, I want to read the. I want to do a synopsis real quick for for our yeah. episode uh, before we dive in. So we watch Superbook episode fourteen of season one. Uh, there is like a season two, which tweaks a little bit, and then there's like twenty years go by, and then Superbook becomes like. A modern, I think, probably American-made show yeah. with like CGI and a lot more like a Bible man or a whatever VeggieTales mm. or something a lot more straight up. Um, that's not not as weird, probably. Well, who knows? Who uh, knows? We're not going to watch it. But uh, so this is called the best news yet. And you why know, is it have, called that? Yeah. So there's this whole thing <laughs> in Christianity about like the concept of good news. Uh huh. Um, and they're bringing this like good news is always this thing associated with like he is risen with like I believe with like that Christ is back. Got it. And the so, good news is that he didn't die. 
Yeah, I was actually I was in in high school. I was in a very boring like 1930s football college football musical called Good News, and oh, it wasn't God, Christian. You did good news. I had yeah, I did Good News, <laughs> and it sucked, and everybody hated it. Uh, but like, it was weird too because like my dad, who grew up Christian, his first thought was like, "Is this a this is a religious thing?" Like, uh, which is like a great way to get teenage kids in seats, right? Is to call your musical Good News. <laughs> Anyway, God. So these Christians trying to trying to take the concept of good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um so we don't actually have a synopsis for this episode because very little exists online uh for this show. Um but basically this is uh Christopher and his friend and Joy. Gizmo and Joy. Uh they uh uh his mom is back in town and uh, uh, allegedly it's sort of like a, a strange house mystery of where their mom, where their mom is gone and Superbook, uh, their magic, their magic time traveling Bible, um, takes them back to the time of Jesus when bef- just before the cruise on the eve of his crucifixion on so, Passover yeah, last supper. Can I insert a uh, clarification here that I find very in- it, it's- it's never taken in an interesting way, but this yeah. Bible kind of just snatches them up and doesn't really give them much information about where in the Bible they're going or why. No. Oh. It's like, it's time to be kidnapped. Yeah, they have to figure it out once they land. It's very dystopic. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They don't get a choice of whether or not they get to go. The book opens and goes, Come on, Chris. What if my mother comes back? Oh, we'll be back before she gets home. Don't worry. How about it? Come on, Chris. This is a story you won't want to miss. Like, fuck, it's so scary. This book's eating the yeah, child. It's like when a game approaches in reboot and yeah. they're like, well, we don't have a choice. We got to go in. Incoming game. The user's going to destroy everything. Incoming Christ. <laughs> you know, it was very spooky. I was spooked out by this book. Yeah. So they, they land in um, Jerusalem, I believe. And... Mm deal with and basically the kids take mostly a t- mostly take a back seat uh except for sporadic moments when they inter- directly intervene with the canon uh-huh. um, of Jesus's crucifixion <laughs> um and so we get the whole like um uh the 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 king or the yeah, uh, Pontius Pilate Caiaphas and Judas and, and all, all the good Judas. stuff all the 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 delicious stuff Peter refusing Christ thrice all that shit um and uh and then a very truncated crucifixion death and stone rolling away and uh I'm a, I'm a cool ghost now yeah uh, situation <laughs> you, you you're probably familiar with the outline of that story yeah and i i it feels weird because like if you're not familiar with the story of Jesus, I don't want to say go read the bible. I kind of want to say go to wikipedia and read the or summary. Watch Superbook <laughs> Watch Super Like it does a pretty good <laughs> job getting you there. Ah, uh, when they look, this was this was amazing. When they first land and they realize they're in Jerusalem, they're like, oh, "I think it's Jerusalem." Their robot Gizmo says, "You are both right. Jesus is here. There he is." <laughs> Thanks, Gizmo. <laughs> He's got some sort of Jesus detector. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I, I so noted fast. the exact same line. It's very silly. When the robot is like, Jesus is here. 
<laughs> oh yeah. look, it's Jesus. I'm glad he's we brought G- a Jesus he's got spotting GPS. robot. GPS. Oh, 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 oh. A robot that I, you know, clearly cannot convey emotion, but does have uh, faith in the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Silly. It's so very good. funny, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I want to I want to back up a little bit to to the intro. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because again, the home life stuff is the best part of this show. I think. Oh, easily, um, but mostly because of the mystery. Yes, yeah. the mystery that we've um, kind of fabricated. I wonder if I feel like kids wouldn't really think about it. Yeah, we go to the I think two or three story palatial peeper it's, peepers it's household. <laughs> peeper the, the yeah, peeper like manor. A fountain outside the peeper manor, and. <laughs> Uh, Chris notices that there are fresh donuts on the table. Oh, donuts, sick. And he starts munching these donuts. And the only way, based on logic, (laughs) that these donuts, these donuts could exist is because his mom is back. From where? Unclear. Um, Very From the war, the, the, you know, overseas, (laughs) seeing her, her live in. Her other family. Yeah, her, her. you know, is she an astronaut? I don't know. Like, uh, no, it's very strange. Theoretically, and the implication, she's of bad. course, there being that his his strange serial killer dad doesn't feed him in their weird dungeon house with because <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy doing his circuits or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and his his friend Joy comes over. I guess she just sort of shows up. It's she like lives next in. door. She just wanders yeah. over, and uh. They both concur. They notice that that Chris's room is cleaner than normal, and so like that's that confirms it, right? I mean, your mom has to be here because she she cares. Yeah, um, and <laughs> yeah, he comes into his dad's house, uh, his dad's room, and his dad like doesn't give a his shit. Dad's He's completely wing of distant. the estate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he gives a little clip drop, like his weird response. Where's mother? She must be around somewhere, I guess. And then, like, his mom still isn't there. I'm like, are they going to find a dead body in here? <laughs> it, like, it was really ominous. Yes. Yeah, it's like that game Gone Home, and you're just like, never never know if you're about to see, like, a corpse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and before, the, we, before we get any satisfactory answers, the evil Bible opens and says, come inside for <laughs> and an drink adventure. the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's unclear if time passes like in real time when they're being transported mm-hmm. back. Sure, um, yeah. But I I probably not. Probably not. It's probably Narnia rules. So I don't know. I I guess if the dad doesn't even notice that his kid is gone for just hours at a time, well, you know, it, it, yeah, bizarre. Bizarre. It's and, extremely weird. Yeah. Um so this is, I think this is the part where we can kind of start to skim a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. it mostly just goes through goes through Bible stories at this point. Christopher Peepers and Joy really kind of disappear once they realize which story they're in until the mm-hmm. very end, <laughs> where Christopher Peeper makes a very funny anime scream. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but just, to, just the high points, like... Uh, the yeah, what, what's the, the weird stuff? Point? There's, Judas, there's... Judas takes his 30 pieces of silver. Yes, he does. God, I really like... Uh, Jesus, where's when, that hot crown? When they oh. see Judas sneaking off into an alleyway, Gizmo goes, I sense danger. 
<laughs> yeah um there's also a moment when the narrator describes like no one knows exactly why judas decided to betray jesus some say it started when jesus was anointed with a very costly ointment well we yeah. think maybe it's one time when about jesus got ointments jesus got anointed in ointment um, and that was expensive ointment. They literally say anointed in ointment, yeah. which do you think anointment comes from ointment? It, I guess it very much does. It probably does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see that now. Um, and, and the, the, I didn't know this. I don't know. I guess this is probably from the Bible, but, but Judas was like, Hey, that expensive ointment should go to like that money should go to poor people. And Jesus is like, nah, dog, I'm cool. Well, and I, I don't always. That. There's always poor people. There's only one of me and I'm here now. So anoint me. <laughs> well, and it is kind of it's an odd thing where he's like, what what is what is an expensive anointing oil going to do for the poor? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It's I, unclear. I, I, maybe it's assuming the money that, on that we could just give that money. If it's yeah. just oil, you're not going to like drink the oil or whatever. But, like. At then this is this is the these are the two parts that I feel were I I never read this story I never read much yeah. of the Bible at all um, yeah same but then Judas says that he was trying to trick Jesus into proving he's a superhero which I don't think is in there he had some kind of gambit that was actually some sort of like he'd use his chess, powers to stop 40 the chess plan where he's yeah so he's giving up <laughs> Jesus and then when they actually crucify him he's like oh dope. Uh, <laughs> Dum dum dum. <laughs> Jesus will end his life on the cross. I never. I meant to force his hand so he would prove to the world his power. Take back your filthy money. I. I. Oh. Mm -hmm. And, and that. Again, I just I I don't know. I didn't realize that. Uh, that Judas was playing 4D chess that backfired <laughs> and, and then he kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. Super so, and they, <laughs> super they just tell that they tell their, their four year old viewers. And then Judas, Judas killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Christopher's mother? <laughs> Where's Shelly? Where's Shelly? <laughs> so, okay. This, I, I'm debating whether or not to do this. I I went looking about Bible info about the anointing of Jesus just now. And just to give me some context. Well, it's slightly interesting. So uh, there's like different versions of this story because, of course, there's different versions of the Bible, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah. Um, so here, here's, here's one of the quotes. It says, yeah, uh, when Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And later in this article, it basically seems like Jesus was like, shut up. This is foreshadowing of when I die. <laughs> <laughs> it's burial stuff. <laughs> Why are you so mad? 
You're ruining my foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm doing something. Wait, wait, wait. I'm doing Dude, I'm something. I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to get to. Uh, uh, I want to get to the the death, the off screen death. Um, Christians, don't come at me. That's all I got to say. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Um, uh, there's so there's like the shit goes down like. Um, the the I don't know the Romans or whatever come marching for for Jesus and his disciples, and this is this is when Christopher and the gang uh, intervene or try to yeah. intervene. Well, I think we uh, ought to inform Jesus about this plot. <laughs> I think we ought to inform Jesus about this plot. All right. Yeah, and they run off, and and then during that time is like the Last Supper, and Jesus already knows that he's been betrayed and whatever, and mm-hmm. and that's when. Uh, Fucking Judas runs off, and then yeah, yeah Christopher he spooks the shit out of Judas. Yeah, and then Christopher and the robot and Joy all meet Jesus in the woods, <laughs> and uh, you know, as he's taking some sort of forest nap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, they uh, they try to convince him that he's in trouble, and that he's got to I don't know get out of there or leave or something. And uh, he he's like, Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to do this. But thanks, and, uh, children. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> My favorite bit. So, okay. So late, like moments later, one of his disciples, I think it's Peter, uh, is being like interrogated by people in the town. And they're like, hey, you're one of Jesus's besties. And he's like, uh, no, I don't know him. And people accuse him of it three times. And he's like, no, I don't know Jesus. And he says no three times to sort of save himself. And then Jesus is paraded by. And he's trying not to make eye contact. Like, no, I don't know this guy. And then Jesus stops and stares (laughs) him in the eyes for so long. And then he has the memory of the, of the prophecy he made about being denied thrice. And then like the cock will crow and he hears the cock crow and he's like, Oh shit, Jesus, you did know it. But like the way that he stares at him. So it's this like weird dead eyed stare too. Because to anyone else walking by, he's like, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. And then Jesus shows up and is like, meaningful (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we definitely have to such a note all you're foreshadowing i get it we everyone loves your foreshadowing jesus you're really good at it but yeah uh (laughs) yeah and then the the word gets in you know when he carries the whatever he carries the cross up and then off screen we hear that jesus has died and that's when christopher gives this uh (laughs) this this plaintive wail Beautiful anime boy scream. <laughs> Man. So good. Yeah. So good. I don't know. The rest of it, you know, we, we, we finish it out. Uh, Judas, you know, Judas is upset and he sees Caiaphas again. And Caiaphas, I, we got to drop this one too. Caiaphas says, Judas, you did a good job. Judas, you did a good job. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then he goes and kills himself. And then when we see Calvary uh, with all the crucifixes, Jesus is not up on any of them. Or at least if he is, we can't see him because they did not want to depict the crucifixion. I don't think they um, can count dead right. body, a dead body on a, on a crucifix on, on broadcast television. But the coloring of the hill is incredibly red and spooky. Yeah. Uh, so they did make it scary. Uh, but, but then, but then we just kind of jump straight to the tomb cave and the big rock and, and he's back and doing all the good stuff, but, but yeah, 
I do know. also there's a there's a part with the with the empty tomb and there's like the angel in the tomb who's being like, Hey guys, what's up? Jesus isn't here. Uh, he's a Galilee. And then uh the robot Gizmo shouts Superbook said empty tomb was good news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's the good news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we find out what the good news is. <laughs> I honestly, if the kids are going to be back in time here, I wish they had been more involved in this story. Yeah. I think I, I think if we watched more of this show, I think that's how I would feel every time. Yeah. Like, I, I would want it to be we're more like a, We're watching a more or less uh, true to the book Bible story. And the kids are just, yeah. the, are just, are just audience plants to witness it. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, right. they're, they're, they're not really part of it, but sometimes like, uh, in the first, in the Christmas episode we watched, they get into kind of, uh, they get into some scraps with sort of side Romans. <laughs> ah, sure. Cause uh, what I want out of this is a more Peabody and Sherman kind of thing. Yeah, you totally. Know? Right. And you, uh, obviously you run into issues, I would say with the canon, uh, as soon as <laughs> suddenly it's like, remember all of Jesus's disciples, uh, you know, all whatever, 12 or 13, and then, and Christopher mm-hmm. Peeper, and his robot <laughs> and Gizmo, and his friend Joy. The Gospel Joy. of Peeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they get back home. Oh my god, yeah. And mom is there, and I think she's made soup, and so there's mm-hmm. soup for dinner, and there, there there's some kind of t- a very tense family dinner yeah. <laughs> where um dad the dad has to pipe up and say say that baby this soup is almost as good as the soup i make <laughs> yeah and she's like yeah but i didn't burn mine how do you burn a soup how i don't do know maybe that's you can burn you can burn soup <laughs> yeah but also you don't start you don't start and the bottom gets bitter okay fair enough fair enough but to what degree was it necessary for dad to say that, wow, your soup snipe. is almost, almost as good as mine? <laughs> I know it. Dad, we have, no, we have no evidence you've ever souped a soup. All we've seen is you hide and read a book. So, uh, and you don't feed your kid. So. Yeah, the kid's starving for these donuts. She somehow knew that Joy was going to be there because she's like, I've got a place set for you too. Even though presumably... They've been in Superbook the whole time, so how would she know Joy was there? I don't know. Something going on with mom. Mom's yeah. spooky. Yeah. I Well, I'm wondering, though, if this was meant to be some kind of, if they were trying to do a bad metaphor for, like, uh, at first when the episode started, it was like, mom isn't there, but there are signs that she's around us. I feel like they're that's uh, in the mix, but I don't know what right? they're doing. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to figure out if they were trying to do some kind of metaphor about Jesus or about like about oh, what's it like when there's somebody here but I can't see them? Well, I don't know. I, that's that was where I thought they were uh, going. I'm sure that's know. in the mix. It feels very deliberate. This sort of strange web they've woven of this family story. Yeah, but I don't I don't know what it is for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very weird. Before we leave, I want to make sure that we drop at least one line Jesus speaks because this dude has a flat fucking affect. There's no charisma. <laughs> a lot of men with spears and torches. I'm aware of that. Oh, then why don't you run? I thank you for your concern. But Jesus! No, Jesus, that's the way to those men. Thank you, children. Believe in me and we shall meet again. This He's guy got like have a... one disciple. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is really, this is really. I spooky. would refuse him more than three talks. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah. Should we go hear from a sponsor? Let's do it. Hey, Rory. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah, yeah, we're there. The, they've, you know, they've got it. We want it. It should be ours. It's not right now trying to move it you know what i mean move it from their spot to my spot and to do that we've sort of gone into some devil's bargains with various corporate entities and i are you are you ready to talk about our newest one i certainly hope so fantastic (laughs) sorry did you say certainly (laughs) (laughs) let's move past that one can you tell everybody about our newest exciting partnership with professor temptation Professor Temptation, everybody, uh, you probably, you've probably been in this situation. You've been, uh, you've been uh, sitting in the back of, a, mm-hmm. of the lecture hall. In walks hot professor. In walks just the hottest college professor you've ever, you've ever even <laughs> seen. This, this professor is so attractive in so many specific ways. Yeah, I'm imagining them. Yes, oh, I'm. <laughs> and and here's here's what you've what you've done is you've already ruined your jeans now, and <laughs> I need to be excused from class. <laughs> How do you get out without without people noticing your <laughs> the mess you've made upon yourself? And what and what and what would they say? Now, what would they say? And certainly, you don't want the hot professor to notice. No, no. Well, I would assume everybody else in the class is also at the same time exiting in a hurry. <laughs> and that, so there, so therein lies uh, the silver lining: is that yes, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, distract everybody because obviously the hottest college professor is is in the room. Yeah. Um, but you do need to distract your hot professor, and that's where Professor Temptation comes in. This is a snack. That you put outside the room <laughs> that is so attractive that that even that the hottest professors uh, only they can see it like a dog whistle for hot professors. Oh. oh shit! Well, I should say everybody can see it. Only they can smell it. Um, mm-hmm. So and you Just know catnip for professors. And, mm, like it's catnip for professors from a and, cartoon. And, and they they wafts into the room, and uh, you have the opportunity. As the as the professor is sniffing this, uh, this delicious aroma, to you and the whole rest of the class, uh, go run home and wash your jeans. <laughs> then you'll be back in time for the lecture. <laughs> by by the time he's finished or she yeah. finished your uh, 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 finished. Yeah, is the it cupcake. like a bar? Is it like a? Oh, it's like a cupcake. I was I was trying to visualize this. Like, is it a plate with a meal on it? But no, it's like a cupcake. Well, it's like a cupcake, certainly. Also, oh. Roy, I just want to compliment you on how progressive you are for suggesting that women can also be hot. <laughs> be objectified as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think now, obviously, niche market. Not everybody goes to college. Not everybody's right. college has a fucking dime piece professor. But if you have really hot professors, I think this is a reasonable pickup. 
I think mm. this is this is a you know this is a buy in my book. Well, it's Get like you don't know if you're gonna make a yucky mess before, <laughs> no. but but now you can kind of set yourself <laughs> you, up for success. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be the you don't want to be the freak who gets caught with their nasty jeans all crinkled up, all <laughs> fucking crusty. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you gotta you gotta get out of there. Get into that. Get into like, some what clean if you jeans, wore my friend. Shorts? What if you didn't wear jeans? <laughs> oh, it's well, certainly worse. you'd have to. It's yeah, worse. you'd have to clean up the floor. <laughs> Those board shorts are going on the floor to undo what you've what you've what you've done. <laughs> Wow, um, <laughs> floor shorts—that's what I call them. That's what, they spend Lord. all their time on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you if you've got anxiety about the hotness of your professors, this sounds like a godsend, Rory. This I sounds think amazing. I think so. I think I think an emergency professor temptation biscuit in your backpack is not a bad pickup. Just don't get too close I to the professor it. because they may still be able to smell it through the backpack. Sure, then they're gonna then then they're gonna be reaching around in your bag, and then that's gonna trigger a whole mess of things for you. <laughs> Guys, wait. Uh, I think I can smell it. Oh, oh wow. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> theme song it's men in black welcome back we're watching men in black for the second time on this podcast it's our second helping and uh this time around we decided to watch episode four which is called the alpha syndrome uh we looked online and people seemed to dig this one so who are we to to refuse internet wisdom uh, synopsis goes uh, like this. Kay discovers that the theft of a centillion heart was the work of Alpha, his former mentor and MIB agent who stole a cosmic integrator to make himself stronger. While Kay is eager to go it alone, Jay refuses to let his partner do so, and so is in a race against time to find out where he and Alpha are. So, mm, what yeah. I can say about this plot is it is actually, like, you just kind of take the beats of it, it's pretty good. Like this should yeah. be a Men in Black movie. That being yeah. said, it doesn't totally work as a thirty-minute episode. We're kind of mm-hmm. blowing through beats pretty quick. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. It it is unfortunate, but I I agree with what you're saying. The story um, could be a movie for sure. It has it's got bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's cool. It, I I really I, I really like it. Was pleasantly surprised by this. Um, I just, yeah, I was, I couldn't remember if it was cool, if I thought it was cool at the time, because I just, you know, it's Men in Black, and that is just sort of instantly, hey, remember the Jay's movie? Jay's more uh, insufferable than I remembered, but I liked K. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and 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 I mean the theme song still slaps so hard, harder than most other theme songs, and uh, and I still really like the designs in the show. Like it yeah. remains kind of cartoony and safe at the same time that it's also very unnerving. Yeah, um, there's that like moment, it rides that the line motion really well. that motion they do in the theme song where the two MIB are walking and their shoulders oh, yeah. do this. It's very, weird, it's very jagged, jerky, jerky yeah. shoulder movement, and it's very like. There's not, it's not uncanny, right? It's yeah, not yeah. It's super unsettling. Fully weird, but it yeah. is. Everybody's a little bit, a little bit weird looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or weird I don't know. Yeah, it I works. Like it. it works for this. It's very cool. It's very like it doesn't look like anything else, um, mm-hmm. except the other stuff that Jeff Klein worked on. You know, like uh, Jackie Chan. But this, <laughs> yeah, it's got this that has Chan its vibe. own. This does have it have its own uh, mm-hmm. unique vibe to it that definitely works with alien shit and that i think is the most successful thing about this show is that i feel like every opportunity they take the chance to do what is the weird alien version of this beat right uh-huh. what is what is the mo- what, what version of this plot can we do at every corner that is <clears throat> that plays with weird alien shit that little the the fucking weird uh toupee parasite was very fun uh-huh <laughs> It seems like it controls the dude when he yeah he, he was yeah. asleep when the toupee is running around like kind of a little uh yeah. what do you what was the Star Trek one the tribble the uh, tribble tribble yeah and then he jumps back on the two on the guy and he wakes up and his and we hear <laughs> nothing else about it yeah right? it's not like yeah. a yep. thing that pays off it's just like a little a little gag a creature yeah totally yeah down to like the idea about this heart being stolen by from a from a an alien who has like two hearts and one of them was taken by him in the night and later when we yeah. see the heart the heart is like gets up and starts running like it's a little like <laughs> mobile heart creature that is again yeah. is like every moment it just feels like they injected it with fun yeah and 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 not always fun right it's it's not always necessarily fun i mean you can tell they're having fun making it but like it's it's weird. Like they've injected it with weird. Yeah. Uh, because as a kid, you know, yes, you, if you can appreciate some of the cartooniness of of a heart getting up and running, great. I could also see somebody being completely squicked out by that. Sure, um, yeah. Oh, there's squicky shit in the movie. Yeah. And on top of that, too, the heart gets damaged, and then they wheel the heart in its own gurney uh, yeah. to a surgery room, <laughs> and they do surgery. They do literally heart surgery on just a little heart creature <laughs> like we don't know if he's gonna make it <laughs> it's just like that's so funny that's such a cool moment uh it's great yeah yeah so the the structure of this episode uh it's got i mean like most good things it has kind of three acts um and the beginning here is sort of like we learn about this mystery so the centillion we find out zed takes j and k down and and meets the centillion who's got uh who woke up in his hotel room mugged one of them has a really good inter- like interchange where it's like anything of value stolen. Yeah, my heart. You're in love with your mugger? Huh. <laughs> it's like no, and he shows him the gaping hole where his heart used to be, and shoves, he grabs Jay's hand, <laughs> hand and shoves it, it into his chest cavity. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and gross. <laughs> so this whole first act is like investigating the hotel and trying to figure out like what's going on with like where the heart might have gone. And in the meantime, we start learning that Kay has this backstory with like a former mentor that he doesn't want to under any circumstance talk about with Jay. Um, uh, and He's also not knowing. apparently just like straight up in the room. Yeah, exactly. And, and he doesn't know that, that this guy has just shown up and is chatting up Jay. Um, 
and his his name is A or Alpha, and he's got the same voice as the Lobe from Freakazoid. Yeah, it's David just, Warner. Just delicious. Um, but yeah, he's like a spooky old mentor uh, that Kay doesn't you know doesn't want to talk about anymore. And it's 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 neat. Yeah, and then the 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 whole first act I would say is probably the messiest part because they're trying to introduce a lot of things that are going to come back around and pay off later. Yes, but it the, the I would say like Rory's point about like it kind of failing as a you know as a thirty minute show. I mean, not failing you know again strong word, but uh, the the clunkiness of it is like again they're throwing in points and there's this whole confusion about how Jay meets a, if this this had been like a 60 minute episode, it probably would have been great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but he, he's having a conversation with a, who's, you know, introduces himself as a, um, and then leaves. And then he hears about alpha, but he doesn't make the connection between a and alpha. And so they have to kind of, we, we can tell obviously that like a and alpha are the same person, but, they have to go through like we waste, five we or six minutes on, of yeah. like chatting back and forth before finally it's like, well, I should go work with this a guy. Wait, a that's alpha. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, we know. Yeah. I met him at the hotel at the scene of the crime. <laughs> and yeah. he tells us he worked with K. So we, we put those two together right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think even a kid would, who didn't, who doesn't know that alpha and a would, for some reason wouldn't are the same, you know, mm-hmm. some dumb mm-hmm. kid, some dumb little baby. Yeah. I think would but still be there. They still be also the introduced this other element that feels again, very rushed at in the moment where suddenly Jay is doing, sorry, K yeah. K is putting on this alien memory device on his brain. To yeah. He like receives something. a package at the, at the hotel crime scene. It's like, it was for you, K. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah and it's like, me, a, they, they don't outright state that this is like a, cool alien hotel but that seems to be the vibe as k is very cavalier with his alien thing mm-hmm. yes yeah and it is it is definitely a cool alien hotel <laughs> oh yeah there is a fun moment uh when uh jane k introduced themselves as hotel inspectors and then the <laughs> the woman who's in the, in the hotel room is like thought you might be in my beat places crawling with them and then she's <laughs> got like reptile right. feet yeah <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really yeah. good, it's a really great, like, zoom the camera out kind of moment of, like, getting up to speed with what this place is. Like, that's a, yeah, a, a great, a great beat there. My, my favorite line from this section, um, just because it doesn't, it doesn't actually serve anything. It's just a good character moment and it's not funny. So it's not trying to, like, be in a joke. Um, when they're looking around the hotel room and they realize, you know, now, now it's right after this and the audience has realized it's an alien hotel. Uh, Jay says, now noticing all the MIB agents there, Jay goes, a lot of black suits. Centillion's pretty important for a tourist. He's an alien. They're all important. I'm like, that's a, that's kind of cool. That's a cool line. <laughs> like, yeah. Men in black, if you remember, has kind of the, the allegory that they're kind of like immigrants. They come to the yeah. earth to kind of live a more peaceful existence in mm-hmm. the only yeah. rules they got to wear. They were got to wear a people suit complicated yeah. by the sort of cop analogy and where they just kind of start shooting people without, you know, there's the guy yeah, who's head I mean, that they yeah, shoot. But like, but if you look at this episode in particular and other ones, <laughs> the, the antagonist is a is from within, is a cop yeah, and, and within, he's preying on the aliens. And that's yeah. very, I feel like, kind of par for the course with this show. I think the aliens are more like civilians most they of the definitely time. They do get, a better job they get, than like they get more silly screen something. time. Or, Digi- yeah. or Digimon Data Squad. 
uh, yeah. where they're just ice. <laughs> they're basically just yeah. ice. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was. I thought it was cool. I mean, it's just a nice opportunity to sort of like remind us about their values. Um, right. Yeah, they're not just it was, it was quirky, nice. quirky weirdos yeah. who uh, who they can shoot at. Hmm. So. Yeah, so Jay Jay gets upset. He doesn't want to let it go that Kay won't tell him about his tortured past, and uh, it clearly has something to do with his investigation. And so he enlists Agent L's help to uh, to like hack into the system and find out information about Alpha. And uh, he sort of sees a little bit about how like Alpha was the person who created Men in Black, and then he gets stopped by Zed and and Kay, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And in this moment, Jay's like so upset. He's like, you don't want to tell me about your little problem? Fine. Reassign me. What? To whom? Anyone with a heartbeat. I don't know. Hey, seem like an okay guy. There is no Agent A. Yeah, then who was I shooting the breeze with at the hotel? That's it. He never left the crime scene. He wanted me to find him. But the crux of it is that he doesn't feel like you know, Kay trusts him um, at all, which is uh, borne out in a few fun moments uh, in the in the second half of this episode. But 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 yeah, that's that's the main the main like character conflict. Um, and then for the rest of this, we're dealing directly with Alpha, who is spooky and gross. Yeah. So the thing about Alpha that's revealed as soon as they sort of run to confront Alpha is that he's had, I guess, weirdo surgery. Um, <laughs> he, He's been collecting alien bits over the last 20 years and with the implication that he's kind of killing them or, or yep. taking taking bits that they would like to keep at the uh, very sure, least, like, sure like the centillion octopus arms and yeah, you know, weird shit. So he's got like 12 arms in the back and then like a handful of weird ones of coming out of the tummy as well. <laughs> and his neck goes real long and bad. Yeah. Oh, he's nasty. He's he's all tentacle and all extendo. Um, and he, he we learn later that he's been able to do this because of some like outlawed device called a cosmic integrator. Uh, and I don't know. That's kind of half baked. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, against... It just lets you put alien parts on your body. Yeah. And the men in black doesn't they don't like it. It's against the charter or whatever. And so they're like, no, you're bad. Really, the bad part is that he's clearly taking these uh, without consent, these body parts. Um, and he's making himself into a terrible Akira monster. Uh, I wish that we got to see him fight more or more interesting. Yeah, have that's, a little more fun with his spooky body. I agree. Yeah, that's my that's my big letdown. And in a way where if this had been a longer like TV movie or if this had been the plot of, say, Men in Black 3... Uh, that, that we would have gotten to see some real big nasty boys uh, fight, and it would have been really fun. But I understand the limitations. He will of come a... back, I believe. He does. He does become a recurring. Uh, oh, recurring really? Character, yeah. Because they like explode him with a bomb at well, the end of this. We don't see a body. That's true. We don't see a body. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I think he's in like um, five episodes. Wow. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I. I'm because I like him. I like. He's interesting and fun. Yeah. 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 I, this is definitely this has all the hallmarks of a of an episode that I would have loved as a kid where mm-hmm. um, it's got it has one of those like, oh, this is a canon episode, right? This is like if you were to make a yeah. list of the ones that feel like they make the most like 
movement in the canon is like learning about learning about Kay's backstory and his old mentor and you know all this stuff. So, yeah, like, something I feel liked. I liked that Alpha or A. I mean, he's both. Uh, um, I liked that he was an old dude too. Like, there's. I was thinking about it. Like, there's not a lot of cool old timers on cartoons that aren't like you know karate masters or wizards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This guy's a very physical, spooky threat, but he's also an old man. That's yeah. fun. And it's um, not a gag, not, you know, like, oh, the no. little old man is actually spooky. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, no, he's just an old man walking around in a suit that has a bunch of stomach arms. Um, I liked, <laughs> I don't know if this was supposed to be a gag or if this is just always okay fights. But when there, there's the first, like, inner, like uh, fight between them and then he, like, you know, Alpha runs away. Uh the whole animation is just he shoots a tentacle like one after another tentacles over at K and K just like barehand karate chops all the tentacles <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yelling at Jay at the same time and it just looked so stupid uh, K just like chop chop all the fucking tentacles they did a much better job kind of capturing the essence of Tommy Lee Jones mm. <laughs> I think about how like Captain Kirk fights in, in the original yeah. series where he just does like yeah. a single powerful backhand karate or the, the two hand together <laughs> a backhand of... karate yeah you know you know what I'm talking about I do I, I just like the I like the mouthfeel of that <laughs> yeah I can imagine Kay doing that kind of William Shatner fighting yes um, so, so yeah, like, uh, uh, to move along the, in that first encounter with alpha, uh, they kind of get the heart back, but he, he laser blasts the heart to show that he doesn't <laughs> care about it. And so that heart, like, yeah, he's like, there's plenty more hearts. What do you thought? What, what do you think is happening right here? Yeah. Like, so that's, I'll that's just go when get another they, one. that's when they put the heart on a gurney, you know, and do like heart surgery <laughs> on the heart, um, on the little guy. And, uh, then we, we understand that there's going to be a big confrontation with, you know, that, that K wants to confront Alpha and Z, Zed, Zed, Zed. um, doesn't want him to go cause it's a personal thing. And we get a, we get a finale that ends with several quick clones. Oh, I love these quick clones. It's so this funny. This is such a cool element. This is again, like taking the coolest, like weird sci-fi option for a story um they are these like short-term body doubles that i don't know what the process is i maybe in another episode they introduce quick clones maybe um but yeah you just get five minutes of having a clone do shit y- yeah you, you get yeah it's you have so like good. a um feels like a D spell or something or you just yeah. yeah have this like sludge guy who looks like you and then at the end of their short lifespan they start speaking gibberish <laughs> and you know they're about Ugh. to you're about to get a quick clone when somebody starts stops making sense. And so here's what I loved about it is that so this first one, Zed is like having people restrain K so he doesn't run off and K goes, I can't let you go, K. It's suicide. But Zed, minor grapefruit sizzling without the bric a brac sauce. Radial tires go beep bop beep bop. A quick clone. Kay, where are you? And then uh, in in normal structure, maybe you would expect, like, if we're going to do this three times, the second time would be like with the, 
not immediately after the first time. Like, there's usually a little space yes. between one, two, and three. Totally. <laughs> and two, two is immediate, and it's so <laughs> funny and so unexpected because the sec, the next scene is J and K, and it's like, ah, okay, here's K. He, he and J are making a secret getaway, and Jay's like, oh wait, where'd our car go? And K looks over and he goes, sorry, kid, I can't take you on this one. What? Why? I've already left. Besides, the underwear wrench can't tighten. <laughs> that was a quick one, too. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. Our wheels. We've been carjacked. Sorry, kid. I can't take you on this one. What? Why? I've already left. Besides, the underwear wrench can't tighten the laughing lumbago. Come back. That's such it's a good so moment. Good. Ah, fucking awesome. Kay's already like, ah, the double clone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah oh, so delicious. so that forks the the finale right into you know you have k confronting alpha by himself and then you also have j and l uh who are looking trying to figure out how to get to k and i feel like if um another show could just do a a hand wavy thing that where they figure it out mm-hmm. um, and this this brings back that weird device that was sort of kind of weirdly worked into the first act this weird memory device and uh-huh. they remember it and they sort of use it and and by using it then they have to go talk to uh oh god what's his name jeeb Jeebs. Jeebs. tony shaloub yeah who the, whoever that voice actor is they're doing a passable shaloub i gotta give oh uh, you know who it is right it's billy west no is it oh, yeah good uh, but apparently job, tony billy. shaloub hops in to every few episodes, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub would like, <laughs> pop in and do it sometimes. Oh, <laughs> well, we got Shalhoub for the day. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so they have really to. Funny. They track him down, and they get the device, and then they use it, and then can figure out where where K is. And again, it's just like a really active way that loops everything back in for them mm-hmm. to figure out where he is. Uh, and so they show up just in time to help. Uh, K, who actually was gonna detonate gas? He's, gonna, he's like gonna do a suicide bomb with 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 you know horrible gas that he knew would kill them both. Right. And uh, and it's very intense. But instead, J and L come in, and L uses some uh some pseudo sneaky language to inform K that the J that's right there is actually another quick clone, the third one. <laughs> yeah. And when the <laughs> when the bad guy tentacles up J. He melts and they've got a bomb inside <laughs> and then everyone runs and he explodes. It's a good, it's a good satisfying one, two, three in finale. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just but... like really efficient, clever writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's what I remember about this show is that I remember it just being really like a really fucking like entertaining half hour of, of TV. Like, I don't, you know, it's not the kind of thing that made me a rabid fan necessarily, but I, I just remember all like never switching the channel when this was on. Cause it was always going to be fun. Yeah. I, it's um, funny. I think I was probably of when this was coming out, I was one, a little put off by the art style, but also I think I was mad that it was like, I don't think that's Will Smith. Yeah. And I remember oh. a similar sentiment. I, I, I liked it. I remember being kind of mad that it like, wasn't Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard one because you're never going to get, the big movie talent yeah, to tell do that the cartoon to adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. But kids aren't ever going to understand that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. You can No. And they lose the Austins of the world, the very discerning child consumers. <laughs> I remember not being on board right away, but I do. I did quite like the show at some point. 
get get mm-hmm. on board get on board. But yeah, the art style yeah. is a little off putting. And uh the J is a little bit more annoying than the Will Smith yes. character in, in MIB one, the movie. Yeah, because I think what, what I like about the movie so much is that Jay is kind of a he's a comical character. He's got kind of that, you know, that attitude that Will Smith brings to things, but at every turn he's belying his own extreme competence. Yeah. Like that's what's fun about the movie is that like, you know, he's the best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah. Yeah. The prejudices that you have of, you know, he's in this room full of like very well put together yeah. kids and he's like this, you know, street cop, street, t- street like, talking whatever. jokester. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then your prejudices, you know, are put to the test as it turns out he's actually like the best very good at his job. Like, he's yeah. really good at this. And he shoots that girl in the, in the, in the shooting gallery. It's like Edwards, what the hell happened? Hesitated. May I ask why you felt little Tiffany deserved to die? Well, she was the only one that actually seemed dangerous at the time, sir. How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, first I was going to pop this guy hanging from the street light, and then I realized, you know, he's just working out. And how would I feel somebody come running in a gym, bust me in my ass while I'm on a treadmill? Then I saw this uh, snarling beast guy, and I noticed he had a tissue in his hand. I realized, you know, he's not snarling. He's sneezing. You know, ain't no real threat there. Then I saw little Tiffany. I'm thinking, you know, eight-year-old white girl, middle of the ghetto, bunch of monsters, this time of night with quantum physics books. She about to start some shit, Zed. She's about eight years old. Those books are way too advanced for her. If you ask me, I'd say she's up to something. And to be honest, I'd appreciate it if you eased up off my back about it. Or do I owe her an apology? It's like <laughs> so funny. Like that scene is one of my favorite scenes in yeah. most movies. I've got to say, so, like, I feel I, like I, I, I guess my my point is I miss that. I yeah. miss that aspect of his yes. like like surprising competence. Uh-huh, in the, the Will Smithiness, yeah, not, not just a little quip machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, Men in Black is one of those movies that like it would just show up on like TNT or something, and I feel like everybody <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter who you were, which is like is Men in Black on? Oh shit. It's like everyone right. just like stop what they're doing. Like it's on Men in Black is on TNT or something, and just everybody like freezes yes. in place and watches the rest of the movie. Watches uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio give the performance of his life. Mm-hmm. He's great my, in that film. My yeah. God, he's so good. Yeah, it's just a great movie, and I I think it's a worthy it's a worthy cartoon follow up. You know, absolutely. But yeah, I think there's. I I'm think glad there's we, good I'm glad stuff we revisited. Here. Yeah, it's just unfortunately it's hard to uh, track down. Streaming wise, I think it's on like yeah. some shitty platform that none of us wants to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> crackle, crackle. Well, if we put our hands crackle. on it, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely watch more Men in Black if yeah. Uh, yeah. the opportunity uh, presented itself. You know, mm-hmm. availability wise. Yeah, we do another themed dark. We can throw another, uh, throw another Men in Black in there. We can, we can, get, we can use that crowbar and find a way. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, should we go to wrap up? Let's do it. Let's bob forward into a wrap up. well my bucket runneth over with clams so i think that's the theme we may have gotten gotten lost in the uh in the episode better at themes i'm still we used to be a country a real country (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what what happened to you, Chani? You used to be cool. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my bucket's not running over. I don't think I'm as good no. at this as you are. 
you got to look for the little holes in the sand and wait for it to get you. Oh, so you have to, the clams have to attack you? They squirt you when you step on their little hole. I found a big gooey duck. Oh. <laughs> oh, somebody's in a hood canal. <laughs> you got a you got a big gooey duck? Is it are you gonna recreate one of those TikToks I've seen go by where the lady is like slapping the gooey duck and then takes a big fucking bite out of it and all the comments are like, Oh, it looks like a penis. It does look like a little like dick. They do they look, look like, like dicks. big dicks. Yeah. Big, fuck, big honking dogs. <laughs> Yeah. Is it going to be like that, Austin? Yeah, I I need to continue the sort of weird sexual metaphor energy of the rest of this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Good, 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 good. Um, I I liked this crop. Uh, last week, what did we or what what did we watch last time? It was it was uh, Samurai Pizza Cats and what the hell was it? Oh shit! I'm gonna find Uh it. It was. Last time we watched Fighting Foodons and Samurai Samurai Pizza Cats, and that was a pretty positive experience. And this mm-hmm. one was too. I feel I, I I'm 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 enjoying this trip down memory lane. Yeah, I am too. I I don't know how much more Superbook I've got in me. No, no, no. I no. I think really I think we maybe lucked out on that first episode that had a little more interactivity. With the host, yeah, right. I think as as soon as you lose the robot and Christopher Peepers um, for most of the show, then it's like we've been tricked. I am glad. I'm glad to hear that there's still weird stuff about his home life that continues to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it wasn't just yes. an odd coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> or misreading from a single you know viewing. Yeah. Yeah. His home life is so strange. Uh yeah, uh, I'm on uh, exact same page. Uh, if I don't ever see Superbook again, that's fine. If we find one that's totally uh, unhinged, I'd watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Men in yeah, Black Men, is great. Men in Black that's is great. great. Men in Black is cool. It's still good. I, I wonder if it if it's one of those things where if we were to do like a whole arc of Men in Black, like it's the like curse of like competent shows that it may just be podcast right. poison. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think it pairs well against whatever we do some other alien thing or another cop thing and just see how much uh-huh. better oh, it is. Oh, we're going to do Bureau those, of Alien those... Detectors again? <laughs> at those <laughs> at those tropes. And I think I think that would bring a lot to talk to the conversation, because I think a lot of what you said is very true, Austin, that like it is really good about finding where to insert some weirdness and be silly with it and yeah. also use it competently as a storytelling mechanic. Yeah, um, yeah. That you know, no other cartoon in its in it, of its ilk can really compare to. Yeah, like you yeah. can tell these are screenwriters. Like these are these are movie guys. Uh, it, at least yeah. it feels like it, you know. And there's a love of that Men in Black movie baked in. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't feel like people begrudgingly doing a movie property. Yeah, like, yeah, big time. It, yes. it doesn't hate itself. Yeah, I feel like that's also what Jeff Klein was saying, too, during our interview with him, where he was talking about his like writing team where he was getting, I don't know, like competent, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I say like adult writers isn't the right word, but, you know, all all TV writers are adults, but they were they were, you know, they were writing for other stuff that they weren't. It wasn't like kids television writers, you know, right. Yeah, they were getting like people who were doing features who were doing like 
sitcoms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what the difference is. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Huge difference. <laughs> and for all we know, some of those, just to be in, in fairness to the guys cranking them out, you know, maybe if they weren't writing 56 a year, they, hey, yeah. they yeah. could be doing some good, they could be doing some good work. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes the fever dream they cook up in when they have to write 30 pages in 12 hours is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. <laughs> You know what else was fun? This episode. Oh, big time. You're right. You're so right. And we got one more of these coming up. One more week of of, uh, of second helpings. And I hope you're I hope you're still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> How many more second helpings can you have before it's illegal to call them second helpings? If you get something different every time, it's always seconds. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, n- uh, you're welcome for that free buffet hack. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah.